Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fired Up. It's a podcast that takes you behind the gates and beyond the numbers that keeps sports fans coming back for more. It's engaging, thoughtful, in-depth conversations with sports industry leaders, inspiring you to take action and connect with your fans. And in these times, it's harder than ever, and we need to pay even more attention. So Fired Up brings you Chris Wise, the general manager of Ignite Fan Insights and Design Sensory Intelligence, where we have been digging into those thoughts, those feelings, those what nexts and what ifs of sports fans all across the country. This is the fourth wave of uh, interviews and data that we love to present to you. If you'd like to find, uh, if you'd like to have it for yourself, all on your own, go to IgniteFanInsights.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you our fan sentiment surveys as well as just insanely great data and information all throughout the year about sports, sports fans, and uh, engagement in general. Anyway, I'm Chris McAdoo, creative director here for Ignite Fan Insights and Design Sensory Intelligence, and I'm glad to be with you, and I'm glad to be with Chris Weiss. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. You all right? You know, hanging out here in the home studio, ready to uh, discuss with you the fourth wave of fan insights that we have been um, we've been doing since March 25th. All right, we're tracking fans. We're tracking fan sentiment. When are people going to be ready to come back? What are they feeling? What are their values? And when are they going to feel safe? Um, as we come out of this, uh, well, uh, coming out of the lockdown, um, this episode is being recorded on June 3rd, 2020. So uh, we started this information gathering a little over two months ago. And we've seen fan sentiments go from, oh no, to please more to now, I think we're seeing a lot of folks, um, they've seen live NASCAR events. We know that uh, the PGA is resuming play soon. And people are, become, they're, they're coming out of their houses, albeit, um, albeit carefully, particularly when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to sporting events, and they're all waiting on that, that all clear. So Chris, um, why don't we just go ahead and dig in to, you know, what are some of your findings from this fourth wave of, of talking to sports fans? What are, what are people feeling right now? The, what was most interesting is we start out the, the, the survey trying to get a sense of how are people, what are their emotions? Are they, um, and we gave them 11 different words that from frustrated to hopeful, to anxious, to stuck, to depressed, to grateful, optimistic, um, faith filled, whatever it may be. And when we started the, the, the baseline in our first, first study, it was almost 50, 50 between negative and positive feelings. Today, as people start to, um, yeah, get out and, and start to, to, to live again outside of the, the confines of their house, um, we see a, a 65% positive emotions versus 35% negative. That's huge. And the most, the most significant uh, positive feelings are uh, three words, hopeful, and that has risen significantly, statistically significantly. Um, optimism, they're optimistic, and, and also it's, it's a significant increase, and they're grateful. Um, that, that's, those, are, those are powerful words. On the, on the negative feelings, the, the top three were frustrated, anxious, 
um, stuck and stuck was uh, tied with depressed, but all of those are declining emotions, except stuck had a, had a little bit of, of rise. So you, so you see those, those, even those words that, that we were all living and feeling, those emotions are starting to, they're not going away, but they are, they are declining in the impact that they had in the, in the fan psyche. And so we're really watching the, the, the fog lift, if you will, um, be it, be it cautious, but the fog is lifting and, and people are saying, okay, there is light at the end of this tunnel. But, but we also know that the fans there are starving for fresh sports contact, uh, content. Um, and they're optimists because now at this point, they, NASCAR has, has had multiple races at, at multiple tracks. No fans present, but the viewership has been phenomenal. We'll get uh, touch more on that in, in a minute. But um, so it's important, though, that, that the teams and venues stay in constant contact with their, with their fans and, and potential fans. Um, ad- additionally, um, adding to, to the, the idea that, that people are hungry um, and excited for live sports, we ask how likely they would be to watch uh, live events on TV, even if no fans were in the stands. A full 73% indicated they'd be likely to view, and that's, that's moving upward, with 21% still kind of undecided. Um, so the and and eleven percent of the population they're so hungry they're going to watch anything that they possibly can they're not even going to be picky about which sport it is so so they they are that they're they're ready to be eyeballs in front of of uh, TVs and watching watching sports it's really it's really um, not surprising it's it's just it's actually it's exciting and and knowing that 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 as humans we're there to we're going to soak it up because we we just love and need that. We need that in our lives. So much of what we have been, you know, talking about, Chris, over the past few weeks has been around those, the love not just of sports, but the love of competition and the love of the community that comes with that competition. Um, I can speak for myself. Last night was a contact-free soccer practice. <laughs> so my daughter, uh, my daughter's soccer team, yeah, they were able to gather in a big park, masks, all that kind of stuff, and pass the ball and work on skill stuff. They're still, you know, not doing any contact stuff. But even that was um, a return to that sense of belonging, a return to that sense of community. We're all in this together, you know? And when you're talking about, 73% of folks being hungry for that content, like kind of speaking to, you know, I know that the soccer club is um, uh, thankful to have people back on the field because, I mean, we love sports. We love our kids playing sports. We love to play sports in, in our household. Um, but the organizations that run them need <laughs> need our dollars, they need, you know, I mean, they need kids on the field to come and participate in the same way that NASCAR and PGA and the NBA and anybody needs those those dollars. And so when you're looking at this incredible thirst for live television, I think that at least, you know, give me your thoughts on this. Does that open the door, right, for revenue? And how do you think people can um, can approach that in new ways? It definitely opens the, the the door for revenue, the because TV revenue and and radio revenue 
uh, flow um, back to those teams and to those to those venues. Um, now that's true on the on the major scale when you when you come down to collegiate sports that'll be that'll be true as well. Um, but so many even the smaller schools though that rely so heavily on on ticket sales, uh, we'll see how that's going to play out. But uh, there ha- there has to be revenue generation for uh, for the sports to continue. I mean it's just it's it's imperative. It, 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 it's what feeds the flame to, to keep it going. So, um, so the, there'll just be different ways. The, the, the fun part will be the, what we also see in terms of, of eSports. And we talked about this a little bit in the past, but most people uh, believe that, um, that physical sports will continue on as they were before, and, but eSports will grow um, exponentially faster than it was prior because people are, are turning to that have turned to that as an outlet for for entertainment and so then mm-hmm. and with with more eyeballs there and participation um that will be uh, easily monetized and and it's important to know that so if someone's not entertaining um an esports product uh they really should be uh, particularly true. Uh, it was interesting. I thought that was just going to be with young people, and that's true with young people. But those, um, I'm going to say middle aged, except you know some of some of us, some of the the, the folks that are are older still just say they just they just believe everything's going to be just like it was before. But really, those folks that are I'm going to say about 31 to to 50 are more optimistic that esports are going to grow so fast, which was very, very, very telling for me. I, I thought it would be well, much younger. So we're starting to see it, it move over into to, to some older age groups. And, you know, the young part of that, that group is act have been active in, in playing um, games and, and have been part of that, that slow, quiet revolution that isn't so slow and quiet anymore. So um, it's important to stay, stay, in touch with and be involved in um, that sort of offering along with whatever your, your, what has been your typical offering. And I think that comes to, you know, Chris paying attention. It's it's sort of reading the room, right? Um, When we had conversations with the, um, the Raiders, right. Um, And they talked to us about how their new stadium was going to be, you know, super Wi-Fi enabled, all that kind of stuff, because even during the physical games, people were also involving themselves in the esports process. Yeah, it's not it's not just pass. It's not as passive as it used to be. It, it is um, the, the the minds and hearts will while they're focusing on the sport, um, they're they're multitasking to to absorb all that and and be more engaged, more participatory in some way that that they, they own it rather than just sit by and watch time go by. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else, uh, what are some of the other sort of big findings from this, uh, this fourth series of, uh, of, of interviews with fans, Chris? Well, we talked, we asked about what's it going to take, what must happen for people to, to, to go to a, to a live event, be in person at a stadium and not surprising, the, the the top two things are people want to to know there was a vaccine or successful treatment uh, for the coronavirus, or that the the pandemic has totally ended with no new cases. Well, that that's something we can't do anything about. Not not at least not sports teams. But then the 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 next five categories are totally in the control 
of, of teams and venues. And those are knowing the venue is properly cleaned and maintained, having hand wipes mm-hmm. and san- hand sanitizers throughout the venue, having both employees and attendees wear a mask at all times, no, no exception. That know that social distancing, distancing uh, is being enforced at the venue and very tightly controlling the number of people allowed in lines. Those are things that, that you can, if you can rest, um, put, the, put the mind at ease of the fans, they'll come back. Now, um, so, some still have to know that and believe that that's going to be the case. They can't, there can't be an opening and, and, and people say, venues say, or teams say, this is, this is what we're doing. And then they get to the, to the venue and it's quite the opposite. That will, that will destroy all confidence. So it's imperative that actions are taken and confidence is built that will allow fans to come. Um, again, it'll be a different experience for a while until those number, you know, the, the top two things are, are really taken care of. And that, as we know, is probably likely a ways down the road. The, um, the other thing is we learned people are going to come back to the sport. Any, many will come back to any sport, but they'll most likely, they want to come back to the sport. That's their favorite sport. There's a, there's a thing there that we always say anyway, um, in the world of sports, in the world of marketing, in the world of life in general, particularly in these times when folks want to hear from and experience with voices that they trust is what, is being said there. They're they're properly cleaned and maintained venues. Our hand wipes. Our, uh, you know, the the safety measures that folks will put in place is you are making a promise that you're going to take care of your people, yeah. right? And when you make a promise, you keep it. And what you're saying is like yeah. now more than ever, right? Do not <laughs> break that promise. That's right. No. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. Maintain full integrity in that promise, just like you would um, your very best friend, um, just anyone. You just it's 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 integrity, and if you break that, you've lost all integrity. And now we and now you're right now more than ever that just you can't do that. Um, you must be sincere, and and that's typically why why people gravitate and have are loyal to to teams and and to players. Anyway, the, there there's a certain amount of emotional tie and and. Um, there's integrity there that I'm going to I'm going to align myself with this this team and because of because it, it represents me. It's an extension of me. So don't don't lie to me, be it, but and do what's right. So so we can have fun and, and love this forever and ever. Another thing I thought was we also asked what with the with the sports programming um, now being available from NASCAR and then the last dance and the match, the champions um for charity, and we've seen Korean baseball and some other things that have gone live. And um, while seventy-three percent of the folks we talked to indicated they would likely watch sports, um, even with no fans in the stands, at this point, I'm sure it's because of timing or when it was aired um, that uh, at least fifty-four percent have have done so with with live NASCAR. Twenty-four um, percent of the folks we talked to said they're they're watching live NASCAR. That's an increased number that, uh, over what we've seen um, in the past. So that's great for NASCAR. The last dance, 27%. Even the match with with, with uh, Tom Brady and Peyton and Tiger and, 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 and Phil, um, you know, nearly 20, 20% of the audience said they watched that. And you know, that was something different, certainly entertaining. Um, but it, was, it, again, showed the, the whole – the whole premise that people are, are hungry and love sports and it, and it gives him that, that, uh, 
that emotional s- support they need. So, so that, that that's really that's really kind of it. Um, it's just nice to see that again. Going back to an earlier comment, the the fog is lifted and people are, are are engaging the way they said they would be engaged. I know there was fear when we with our baseline and talking to to some some teams and venues and and leagues that there was fear that the the fan would ultimately not ever want to be engaged again or they they're going to go away. Well, that's just not going to happen. We just have to. So we'll continue to track and see see what happens and and we'll, we have some other great great um, topics down the road in, in, in another couple of weeks. Um, uh, in fact, we're going to, we're going to have a, a panel of, of folks from trying to have a representation from major league baseball, the NFL, major league soccer, NASCAR, and representation um, within that from general management to ticketing, to marketing, to partnerships, uh, to try to really understand um, in this in this time, and many times when we make decisions, we're able to draw on experience and, and knowledge that allows us to to make uh, informed or intelligent decisions. And this time, we're making decisions, and teams and and leagues are making decisions. Wow, based uh, uh, around a topic that we have no experience from. So, uh, knowing that that there are lots of, I'll say, war room strategies, many different scenarios that are looked at in 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 the in the virtual boardrooms, uh, we're going to have this panel talk about what has what what has been the decision making process over the course of the last few months, and what does it look like going forward, and how often do you, do you how often do you revisit those decisions, and again, and what are the tools you use to to make great decisions? Looking forward to that. That'll that'll be coming up in in mid June, um, just a few weeks away. And, um, yeah, that's, 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 what's going to roll out next. All right, Chris, uh, thanks as always for doing the work that allows us to build a foundation of, of give us those real numbers, those real statistics, those real people that are out there, um, you know, gearing up (laughs) to come back together in whatever form that looks like. And uh, speaking of decision-making, Anybody that's listening to this podcast, um, you guys are probably out there making a lot of decisions right now. Um, decisions that you've never had to make before and that no one could have necessarily been prepared for. And we are offering um, you know, all of this information, all of these statistics, all of these reports uh, for free, and we would love for you to have them. So go to ignitefaninsights.com where you will subscribe to the mailing list. It gets you these reports, um, but it also gets you an incredible amount of sportsman's sports fan sentiment that's going to continue um, throughout the year and far beyond um, as the situation changes and as we watch day to day, week to week, month to month, as things open back up and you'll be, you'll know what people are thinking uh, before they do. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So anyway, um, again, go to ignitefaninsights.com um, and, uh, and we look forward to sharing that information with you. Um, Chris, I, uh, Chris, thanks again. Chris Wise, General Manager of Design Sensory Intelligence and Ignite Fan Insights. I'm Chris McAdoo, Creative Director 
here with Design Sensory Intelligence, and we are proud to bring you Fired Up. This podcast is a product of Design Sensory Intelligence, and uh, it's just great having these conversations with you, you know, Chris, every couple of weeks, because I feel like everybody is, is swimming in a world of maybes, of like, what ifs, and how about that? And, you know, for me, it, it, it feels good to have real information in front of you. It feels good to have, you know, actual, <laughs> you know, data-driven, um, you know, information that you can use to make decisions. So I hope that everybody else appreciates that as well. Um, uh, and, and then until next time, everybody, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Fired Up. Fired Up.